0: August 2 2023 it's a wat for Pedro show <laughs> Show. Happy Wednesday. Started off with John Coltrane. I want to talk about you. Live excerpt from November 22, 1962. And then Kim Ware and the Good Graces. Recurring Dream is the tune. And because of those Stonian software engineer with their scab invention, I got with me Kim Ware. Where are you talking to me from today, Kim? Oh, gosh, a small town called
1: Kings Mountain, North Carolina.
0: King's Mountain. Okay. We've got a speaker of North Carolina, you know, John Coltrane, but also Scotty Irvin, which we gotta give credit for the Connect, right?
1: Of course, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So here's what I ask people. What please bring your earliest musical recollection?
1: Yeah, my earliest musical recollection. Well, I gotta say, there's several, they kind of all blur together, but I think the first one was probably listening to some 8-tracks of the Beatles that my uncle had given me. Um, that would have been back around, gosh, like late, probably late 70s, early 80s.
0: Okay, so your first musical recollections is 8-tracks. I had 8-tracks. You sent in a dime to Columbia Music Club or whatever, and they'd send you. One every month and if you didn't send it back you had to buy it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I wasn't part of that. I no, did the tape to. thing, of course. oh but yeah, okay th- these okay. were from these were from my uncle who um my uncle had um really rad music taste and he's not around anymore. Rest Sorry. in peace. But um yeah, he he was the first to to gift me like music that was, you know, then like my own. And I I would hear stuff, you know, that my mom would play sometimes and stuff. Um, But the first, one of the earliest memories is, yeah, in my bedroom, listening to those eight tracks, I fell in love with the song Penny Lane. That was my favorite.
0: Well, if you remember the fucking format limitations, uh, like it's called eight track because it's actually four programs in stereo, but the programs was one fourth of the tape because they made it into a loop, right? Right. So it would just shut off and get to the next program. It was yeah. Strange. yeah.
1: Yeah, I remember it being a little bit clunky and weird. But yeah, I but didn't... you
0: could play them in the car. That was bitching. Oh
1: yeah, we didn't. I didn't play them in the car. That no, was... no.
0: But I remember. Remember, I'm born in 1957. So yeah. actually, they were trying to head off the cassette from Holland. Phillips came up with this cassette because people could tape them. They wanted people to keep buying stuff, not tape their own. Anyway, oh. let's get back to your story. So the pad you grew up in, was there musical instruments?
1: You know, not not so much. My, my mom was musical, but to the degree of, like, she played clarinet when she was growing up, you know. Was it um, in the
0: pad? Did you jump on it?
1: No, there, she oh, okay. didn't have a clarinet there. Um okay. There and like neither of my parents played guitar or anything like that but i definitely i got my music um my interest in music i think probably from my mom and well, um well does she
0: use her voice because you end up using your voice
1: yeah it's she a that's little an bit, instrument you know. a
0: voice is an instrument let me ask you this oh, in school her- were you in the marching band or the choir shit like that
1: yeah, exactly. That's what I was, I was going to say. Like she, she really pushed me to be in band because when she was younger and she was in band, she loved it. And I was a big tomboy, so very quickly I thought when I even found out about drums as an option in band, I was like, well, duh, that's what I want to play because honestly, I associated it with being like a boy instrument.
0: Wow. Yeah. Because music, you know, has a long tradition. A lot of cultures is being with ladies, too. Maybe not oh. so much a field drum. I mean, drums were used to keep soldiers marching. It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible.
1: No, you're yeah. Right. right. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah.
0: That's where that uh, kind of traditional grip comes from, because field drum, you hung on your side, you know. So you you get oh, yeah. the, you get in the drum. W- what were yawn we? uh field drum or snare or or did you get to do the the tri toms or stuff like that
1: oh tri toms are super cool but i mostly did i mostly did snare and then um a lot a lot of different stuff really like cymbals a good bit but mostly snare snare and some bass drum um Never really got to play timpani I don't think but timpani's really cool too. Well, but yeah, it was mostly mostly snare drum. Timpani's
0: hard to march in band though. So you're talking more like the performance the concert band or something. Let, let me ask you oh, this. Yeah. What was yeah, the yeah. first yes, record we did both. Let me ask this. First record you bought with your own money, not gifted from uncle. Although that was bitch.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first album I bought with my own money, if I remember correctly, it was a cassette tape. Do you remember all those like compilations that I think K-Tel would put out a bunch of them. Sure. I think this was a K-Tel compilation called Neon Nights.
0: Yeah, kind of like a commercial mixtape.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. I remember those had, things.
0: It'd be all the hits of that moment in time.
1: It was, and it was it was early 80s um I think that was the first one that okay. I bought. Remember, it's a walk from
0: Pedro. Show so there's no hard questions. There's no wrong answers. <laughs> what about what about first gig you saw? First what? Gig, uh, show, oh, performance.
1: Gig. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The first gig I saw was um, at the Old Charlotte Coliseum. It was Hugh Lewis and the News. Okay. Hip <laughs> to be square. Sport, the sports tour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the mutants
0: would tell you they stole new drug from them. He did, Uh-oh. or something like that. I don't know. And the really? Clover, that band, right, was the band that actually is on the first Elvis Costello album. Oh, cool. There's a whole weird kind of thing there. Oh. But but anyway, let's stick to your thing. So, uh, I'm not talking about graduate, but in the afternoon when school's out, did you get into the bedroom band, garage band, basement band thing? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I wish I was that cool, but when I was in high school, honestly, what I really got into was, that's when I got my first drum kit, and what I really got into was coming home and playing along to, like, hair metal stuff.
3: So you're a
0: woman
1: alone teaching yourself. Pretty much to play the drum kit, yeah. I no, did. No, no,
0: George Hurley did that, he did it with a record and, and headphones, uh-huh. yeah. My uh, my generation, uh, the Who, and then the other record, he was uh, uh Billy Cobham Spectrum <laughs> weird combination, but he taught himself with headphones. So I, I can relate, I can relate. I mean, I didn't do it that way, but I know a very good drummer who did. So, uh, how did you get that drum kit?
1: Um, my my parents. They weren't very well off, but my mom was a substitute teacher, and she, she saved up her money and got it for me for Christmas. Yeah. And, yeah, and she still says, like, it's probably the best money she ever spent because she <laughs> saw how, like, it was, I tell people drums was my first love, really. And, I mean, I still do it today, and I don't think she thought I would stick with it like I did. But, yeah, she... She got me a. It was a Tama um, Swing Star. Say it. Did she, she did she want you on clarinet, Liquor Stick? She did. She did. <laughs> she, I remember she told me when I told her I wanted to play the drums. She said that girls don't play drums. Oh and come on! I told her that I wasn't going to be in the band if I couldn't play drums. Yeah, you know, she ended
0: up a singer, but with her brother when they started the band, she was the drummer. Carpenters.
1: Heck yeah, yeah. she's amazing. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, you gave me this You 2 but it's the name of a song. Yeah. Uh, Let's play it.
4: Okay. Oh, what was I thinking?
1: Trying to keep you around and prevent
4: you from sinking. Well, I think I lost you when we kissed on the couch and we listened to you too. It was such a good New Year's Day. But I should have known it would fade Cause it was fucked up in hindsight how used to me up
1: of the week was the name of that group before that with mount hope reservoir and uh, visit our real-time playlist kxp.org you can see everything you are listening to
4: Palisade peaches get ripe on both sides You said it with so much conviction And I thought of my daddy, how I miss him all the time Set up in my chair and I listened I'm so Never thought a peach from Colorado could make me feel less alone Where the mountain meets the river along the west side My head and my heart busted open And I thought my granny so patient, so kind she taught me to never lose hope and I'm so So much conviction. Thank God I finally listened.
0: For P. Show that of music started off with Kim Ware and The Good Graces doing "You Too." Hmm. (Parentheses means to an end.) Not the band from Ireland, people. Then Style King of the Week, Mount Hope Reservoir, brand new from them. Brand new from the Losers. This has got Aaron White's son, Ethan. It's a tune called Hand Man Coffee. It comes out 30 days. I've been uh, enlightened with the information on uh, Water Under the Bridge records here in Piedra. R 4 out of Tokyo, brand new. Interstate. Brett H. Hart. Uh, Eden, North Carolina The Ballad of Hal and I'm working base on that Brad had me do that Sarah Oswald and Felder Melder with Continuous Ambivalent Conversations Bombers Prendin The Whale of Boise they're from D.C. area and then Kim Ware and the Good Graces with Palisade Peaches okay, so when do you start Sharing your drum experience with other music people
1: well, you know, I played like I said in in school and stuff, but I would say what, when I got kind of serious about it, I guess was when I was in college, and I joined a band with my now husband um called Tex Vengali, and that would have been in ninety three and that's when I first started playing drums like the Kit like, in front of people. Do you remember your first gig? Heck yeah, I do. I remember it very, very clearly. I was terrified. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can
0: imagine. I still get that way. So where was it at? What what was the thing? Was it with the husband?
1: Yeah, well, it, we we did not decide we liked each other until 10 years after that. So we were just Whoa. bandmates. Okay. And, okay. Yeah, but um, it was in Wilmington, North Carolina, sure. where I lived at the time, and... It was just this this rock club, you know. It was kind of like a three bands, local bands, and um, some friends of ours asked us to open for them. And um, you know, I don't I don't have a great memory. I'm a middle aged lady, and <laughs> it's hard it's hard sometimes to keep things straight. But I do remember that gig so clearly. Um, it was surreal, you know, being like under the under the lights like that for the first time, and. It's like you're, it's this weird, it's almost like you're tripping or something because it's like all these lights on me, but yet I also couldn't really see past yeah. the stage, you know, because it's so right Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I was scared to death. I had to hold my sticks like almost with fist because I was so nervous that I was going to drop them. I don't know how I was able to play, honestly, but I guess somehow I did because they kept me at least for a little while. And, then, <laughs> and the material, was it original stuff? It was, yeah. Yeah, it was original stuff. It was kind of like sort of arty punk stuff, I guess. Um, it was, you know, just when like right before grunge and stuff started happening. So it was kind of like this hybrid of, I don't know, weird art, like kind of sonic, sonic youth meets nirvana, sort of.
0: Now, you were involved with the composition.
1: Um, I mean, just in so much as like banging out the songs together, you know um the th- we were a three piece in in the garage, um most of the time, most of the songs I guess they were they were written by our guitar player, but I mean typically he wouldn't really come to us with a fully fleshed out song. It would usually be about like maybe 50% there. Yeah. And then we just like hammer it out um, together. Yeah. In the, in the garage.
0: Now, what was this band called?
1: This band it was, it was called Tex Vengali.
0: Oh, Tex Vengali. That's right. And now yeah. Tex Vengali, cause you didn't flow me any music from that. Did you guys ever record?
1: You know, we did record, and this was in that time, like, right before CDs. So we put out, like, it was very DIY. You know, like, we would make, we would dub copies of tapes and give them to our friends and sell them at shows and stuff like that. And we never, we might have played maybe, we didn't play much out of town, maybe once or twice, but, I mean, I will say, like, it sounds weird because, yeah, you can't find much of them. There's some stuff on YouTube. They had other drummers later where they released, like, a CD. But when I played with them, the only thing you can find is on YouTube of me playing with them. Um, and those are gigs,
0: right? Do what? Those are gigs, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it, live gigs, and then, but I will say, I mean, regardless, like I've put out a lot of music since then that people can find really easily, you know, and had a limited no, well, amount well, of success well, with some of it. But I will, I always will point to that band as being one, of, one of the best things I've ever been part of. Um, and in that small little scene of Wilmington, North Carolina, people did really like. They seemed to dig us, and they would come see us and stuff. And it was, it was a lot of fun.
0: No. No, you said you made tapes. So, was there yeah. was there a studio or something, or or were these made at live gigs?
1: No, we would usually a couple times we recorded with a friend of ours. We set up in an old house, and like he had a four track, and he and he recorded us. Um, so we weren't we didn't have near enough money to do any kind of like proper recordings or anything. Um, later after I wasn't playing with them anymore, I think they did do something like in a, in a studio, okay, but well, when well, I was with them, it was just really super, super raw. And that's what was really cool about it. Okay. What do you do after you? How long did you play with them? Not very long. Like there was, it was a lot of drama.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. We don't want to, we don't want to waste time with that shit because <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, it was a
1: lot of drama <laughs> and it was like about, um, but what but do no, you, what do you do
0: music wise after them?
1: Yeah, so after that, um, I, you know, I played, I played in other bands um, around. I played with my ex-husband for a while um, in some different bands in Wilmington, um, and then I'm, then I moved to Atlanta where I lived for 16 years, and I played with a few different people there. But then that's where I slowly morphed from like drummer to singer-songwriter. And that's the stuff that you heard was the singer-songwriter stuff. Um but now I'm I'm drumming again um in a punk rock band now as well. So I've kind of gone full circle and now I've gone back to the drumming stuff too.
0: You're telling me in Atlanta you did both drums and then singer-songwriter like there was two phases of Atlanta?
1: Kind of. Yeah. Like I played with a couple of different singer-songwriters, played drums for them. Um, this would have been around, like, the early 2000s. And they just really inspired me to pick up the guitar and start writing my own stuff. Um, so, and then over time, the more I did the singer, song, song, singer-songwriter song singer stuff, uh, I kind of just morphed to into more of that world and spending more time there. But now, um, just over the past, like, couple of years, I've gotten back into the drumming stuff again.
0: Yeah. So, actually... In Atlanta, you were helping other people's bands. You didn't have a Kim Ware band yet.
1: Not until I started the Good Graces in um, 2007. So the the first few years I was in Atlanta, yeah, I was supporting other people.
0: You know, I think it's healthy for musicians to take turns at that kind of stuff. Like you help people out, and then hopefully they help you out, you know. Yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Like give direction and here's some songs I got. Will you help me with them? Hey, you got some songs I'll help you with yours. Yeah. I think, yeah more dynamic instead of permanent side person or permanent band leader. I think that's kind of unnatural and kind of unhealthy because people think music's only one way. You're either like master or servant and that's kind of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's just personal experience. What I've, I've learned to do in life. Because it seems life in general is about taking turns. I know we get all yeah. kinds of messages about you're, you're winning if you're the boss, you know, but you can't learn everything if you're always the boss.
1: No. Because <laughs> you're always getting your way, right? <laughs> For sure. And I yeah. mean, I think everything's about, like, while we're here, like, yeah. what kind of connections and what kind of experiences we can have with other people. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, it's yeah. called
0: a band, right? Ensemble.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not woman alone or man alone that's more of a monologue uh, part of a Shakespeare thing <laughs> yeah. but then uh, even him he had a cast he had other cats come in and stuff but yeah there was some serious windbag going on <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but man reading about the Greek plays I mean it was almost like 99% windbag you didn't even move around right the masks were like megaphones we're, we're at the end of the first hour August 2, 2023 vi- edition what? Pedro Show special guest, Kim Ware. Hold tight for hour two. August 2, 2023. It's the second hour of for Pedro Show. If a bird in one
4: hand is worth two with one stone Or something like that, so they say well, maybe they'd understand how to get across the road And make it back home at the end of the day I like a good challenge, but I'm not so sure That this is a game that's worth winning So I'm gonna give up, and I'm gonna give in Cause I'm just too tired of pretending. And if I learn from my past, maybe I'd stop repeating the things that feel good that hurt you so bad. Some people love. is a game this world here that was here last week? Okay, well then you know how good these guys are, but for the people that weren't here for the people that weren't here last week, we're going to give you this uh, special demonstration before they have to go off and play the Pontiac Silverdome. So is everybody ready? Is that a yes or a no?
2: It's not like a fucking church crowd. I wonder if Iggy had to start this way.
4: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, L7.
0: Off for Pedro. So Show, start off the second hour. Kim Ware and the Good Graces doing Bird in One Hand. L7 after this. This isn't the Soquel with the letter and the number. This is the letter and then some more letters, L7. This is Larissa out of uh, Detroit, Ann Arbor area of Michigan. And she was great. She was laughing hyenas after this. But uh, third man put out. This The only recordings we got, L 7 This is Human Truths. After that, jo- uh, Chuck Johnson with Take Him Down, Infinite River, uh, Summer Session number 5. That's Proj. Yeah, you know, uh, people get to get... In fact, I just got some files from North Carolina, from Benji oh. and uh, Brother Scotty there for Chapter 2 of The Spirit of Hamlet. Thing. Must get mudsuck out of Anchorage, Alaska with Ain't No Place to Finally... Kim wearing the good graces ready. Okay, so you come back. When you come back to North Carolina, do you uh, come back to Wilmington?
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's kind of convoluted. So I was in Wilmington, then I was in Atlanta. Then I actually came back to, I grew up in this small town called Kings Mountain. Right, so right. In, in 2000, sorry, in 2020, I came back to Kings Mountain, to be closer to elderly family, basically. Okay. So, and that's where I am still today.
0: Okay. And and this is where you put
1: together the Good Graces. No, <laughs> uh, that's okay. where it gets kind of confusing. I put together the, the Good Graces in Atlanta around okay. So
2: 2007.
1: Before. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. And then back here in North Carolina, um, I'm still doing Good Graces, but then I also joined um, kind of a, a punk like rock and roll band about a year ago called yaller okay um, you didn't
0: give me any of that music but maybe one <laughs> no, day. we
1: don't have much yet except on um soundcloud we but, have some stuff yeah but you should have got it to me
0: but i'll, I'll I, look for it i'll, I'll look for it. yaller
1: i'm sorry yeah and you know what i think i think we didn't when i first communicated with you i don't yeah. think it was even up there yet i'll send you a link to it
0: okay okay so now the good graces since you're did it in Atlanta, you were probably playing with Atlanta music people, so they didn't probably think, uh, follow you to King's Mountain,
3: right?
1: Right. Unfortunately, yeah, most of my my regular bandmates are still in Atlanta, and we're actually, I'm getting together with them. We did a show back in June, which was wonderful. I got to go play with them in in Atlanta, and we're getting together next weekend to start work on a new record.
0: Okay, okay. So, You didn't have to lose anybody even though you moved. Okay, okay. And they're all coming to King's Mountain, or are you going to Atlanta?
2: I'm going to Atlanta.
0: Okay, yeah, probably easier. Yeah. Yeah, Just move one person instead of the rest. Well,
1: who's in – we should tell the people who's in the band. Who's in the Good Graces? So it's always been kind of um, sort of a rotating cast of people. But most recently, um, my friend John McNicholas plays a guitar – and Marco Corrales plays bass. Pete McDade plays drums. Andrew Vickery plays pedal steel and different stuff, <laughs> but mostly pedal steel.
0: Yeah,
1: um, Yeah. that's that's it. that's the most recent lineup. Okay. And, and, yeah. and
0: of the tunes that we've heard so far on the show, is it kind of consi- <laughs> consistent or is it
1: yeah well the tunes that's interesting not really so the tunes that you heard on the show um that is an album that i made basically it was my pandemic project and so i made that album mostly remotely with jerry key he's a producer in the triangle area he did like really like super early like super chunk stuff and has worked with like a ton of chapel hill bands over the years but he's he and i become good friends and he helped me make that during the middle of COVID basically. Um just sending files back and forth through Dropbox for the most part. And then at the tail end of COVID I went there to his studio in Mebbin, North Carolina to um finish up like vocals and stuff like that there.
0: Did he know Mac? Yeah, very well. Okay, yeah. I I've conked at Mac's pad out in the woods and shit. I, cool. I, I, I remember meeting Super Chunk. It, they they were I met them on tour they open in band in houston and they got this song called slack motherfucker and I, yeah. I oh you know it okay i heard, heard it the first time i asked mac that moment can i copy that song <laughs> or cover it okay. to my version heck yeah it's
1: great yeah. Yeah. yeah i love super chunk's one of my favorite all-time bands
0: <laughs> okay. yeah okay okay great. you know when a good song is a good song right and i just wanted to do it and i just could relate you, heck you, yeah. you gave me this uh this sounds like a, the, a song that would come out of the situation. Stop making plans.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. it, it totally did. Yeah. Okay, let's listen. I
4: booked a trip to Germany Late last year, 2019 I should have known it wouldn't come to pass I hunkered down and wrote some songs But they're too sad and way too long I drew a crowd, it wasn't meant to last So we stopped making plans Good. So we protest
5: 1941 And army came and changed the names and finished all your fun Well who'd collaborate It is an easy thing to do And if fate was just a choice, well who'd be on the side to lose Swearing did not know I swear I did not know Yeah, I can be cruel sometimes I swear I did not know I was waiting in a restaurant Where officers would eat And my wife ran The hotel upstairs, and she changed the dirty sheets. They treat us good, at least as well as you'd expect to be. And we just did what we were told to do, and then go home and sleep. I swear we did not know. I swear we did not know We did not have a crystal ball and had And the officers were gone. And the tables were left empty and the hotel foreclosed on. We found no love in our city. We had nothing and no one. We lived on food stamps until I found work selling soap in Avignon. I swear we did not know I swear we did not know You lay with dogs, you catch their fleas much later down the road So be careful who you're sleeping with Cause times have changed a bit The borders are more porous now They breach the walls with tricks You could be one of them yourself To someone somewhere else So don't mark your hands with blindness Before all the cards are dealt Cause they change We'll always Oh. Um.
6: Track. Quicksilver relay is not coming back. Carousel cursed by the porcelain horses cracked. The Quicksilver relay is not coming back. Not coming back. Hey, not coming back. It's cat song. heat deeper stride pistol Swallows her whistle Blows by like a missile Good thing she's faster than you Grab what you can fill Both hands to kill the time With the stopwatches on Quick silver relays Not coming back Not coming back Hey, not coming back Grab what you can fill Both hands to kill The time With the stopwatches on
1: One, two, one, two, three, four.
4: Oh, God, I had a crazy.
0: Pedro Show. That chunk of music. Start off Kim Ware and the Good Graces doing Stop Making Plans. Then from England. South London in particular. 528 from Pineapple Princess. Gareth Littered with the collaborator. Speaking of trading files online. Guided by Voices. Bob Pollard, right? It's every other month, so a new album. (laughs) This guy. Very prolific. Much respect. Cats on Heat. Not in Heat people, but on Heat. So he, he has a way with words Finally, Kim Ware and the Good Graces Nightmarish Another one to describe the sitch mm-hmm. So Are you the kind of person That will talk about the music Or is it like, hey, what? Why do you think I made the song? I don't want to talk about it
1: You know, I, I like I enjoy hearing other singer-songwriters Tell kind of the backstory. So yeah, I, I, I do enjoy that I think that's pretty cool Okay.
0: Well, then you asked for what's asking you. Stop making plans. Nightmarish.
1: Yeah. Like, you want me to give you some of the backstory on both of those? As much as you want. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, stop making plans. Like, I mean, you nailed it. Like that was very much a COVID song. And I, um, I'm um, i in grad school actually for counseling. And we read Man's Search for Meaning in grad school. And one thing that really stuck with me about that book was that when people basically, when they stopped thinking about the future, you know, and when they lost hope for the future, then basically they died. (laughs) And that really stuck with me. And, you know, COVID was just, it was horrible for all of us. And it was particularly, it was tough for me. The hardest part, I think, was just that. I was such a planner. And for better or for worse, um, I'm a lot more present now. But back then, I had a hard time being present because I was always just looking forward to the next thing. And that all came to a grinding halt. And that was really, really hard to adjust to that. And so I would say that just all those Thoughts and Feelings kind of inspired Stopped Making Plans. That was the first song that, that Jerry and I worked on for the album.
0: Yeah, kind of diary entry.
1: Yeah, a lot of my stuff is. And, well, um,
0: Nightmarish. <laughs> I, I shouldn't laugh, I mean, because it sounds like a nightmare.
1: <laughs> no, and Nightmarish, that's a funny one that you, you picked that one out of the bunch. That's very much a... um. I call it like a therapy song that was inspired by, um, I had, I had gone to therapy and done EMDR, um, about some recurring nightmares Uh that I was having. And, um, also part of a like songwriting group here around like the sharp, I'm kind of near Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, and I'm, I'm part of like a songwriting group that we meet every so often in like we'll write a song based on a prompt and the it was so weird. Like I we did EMDR for the nightmare, right? And then it was probably like the next day I looked to see what the prompt was for this songwriting group that I'm part of. It's called Southern Songwriters Association. And the prompt was nightmares. And I was like, Well damn, I guess I gotta write a song about the nightmares then. <laughs> and <laughs> so that's that song came out of that, came out of me like trying to get past these like recurring, I think they're like anxiety nightmares that I've had for a really long time. Yeah. And- yeah.
0: You know, Scotty and the stooges, he called them mares, And I got to tell Mayors. you, I, I would yeah. get them. I would get mares first week of tours, because I think it's exactly what you're saying. Anxieties that I
1: couldn't take care of during the daytime. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Cause that's what we're doing. Right. Right. I mean, that's, based on my limited knowledge of it i think a lot of what's happening in dreams is like we're pros- we're just processing stuff and maybe that's the only way that we know how and it like it for me it would like come out in these dreams where it was always like somebody was somebody was in the room that's not supposed to be in the room and i would wake up screaming yeah. and it was really unnerving um, I had one had one the other night, but I've been doing pretty good with them. I had not I had not had them for a long time. So they come and go. But um yeah, this the song at the time helped a little bit, I think.
0: Yeah, you know, after about a week into the tour, they go away. It's like something got reconciled. I know That's it funny. is it is trippy, it is trippy. But I, I, is. I, I think there is some kind of housekeeping that the mind is doing while you're conked. Uh, we're yeah. at the end of the second hour. August 2, 2023, edition Wat Show special guest, Kim Ware. Hotel hour 3. August 2, 2023, third hour. what Pedro's Show. Mm-hmm.
4: Day.
3: to the end all about the Kirkegaard went to a Kirkegaard, had some coffee in bed. If you ask him to repeat it, he'll tell you he can't return. I some Have Stand Can't expunge it from my
2: life.
3: Dreams of fighting, dreams of Jordan, all oh about. Small, she, she.
4: Make it to Atlanta without stopping. I could drop.
0: Pedro Show start off the third hour. Kim Ware and the Good Graces doing capital R. Ah, oh, it's the letter. It's not the money. <laughs> you yeah. know, but I think the wrong spelling was, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe you were, yeah, it could. Anyway. Crane and Susan Alohi doing Oh the St- Stars. Sonic Prophets. This is Benji Johnson. He's part of this uh, project with Scotty Irvin, Kodo Kalabata, called Spirit of Hamlet. Uh, uh, Secrets is his tune. Bob Lord with Instantaneous Acceleration, brand new. Bob Lord, a bass band, but he also leads orchestras and stuff. Interesting. Party Nerves after that. Best band name, right? Party Nerves. <laughs> Trippy. Hearst Donuts. Get it? <laughs> okay. Uh, Noisouk after that. Copenhagen. Hailers with Winter Wonderland, wishful Thinking. Is it sweaty where you are now, Kim?
1: Yeah, it's nice today. Okay. But it's been really hot. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. And uh, finally, Overflowing, Kim Wearing the Good Graces. So capital R, Overflowing.
1: Man, you're playing a lot of my stuff. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're the guest. You, you uh, hold that, sway. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so, yeah, let's see. Capital R is another yeah. the therapy song. That was a, um assignment from my therapist, actually. I was dealing with a lot of um, just really challenging feelings that, honestly, I I, kind of, I didn't want them, <laughs> and she, I've learned that a thing that a lot of therapists do is they ask you to look at what it does for you, and she asked me to journal about that, and at first, I was like, huh? Doesn't do anything for me. Like, this is something, quite frankly, that I would kind of like to change about myself, but anyway, um, long story not quite as long i journaled about it and then gosh probably just a couple of days later the the song just kind of came out and it really it it really helped me work through some i'll give away the title the r stands for resentment okay so it helped me work through that
0: can i ask you what do you do you think music can help with uh mental health <laughs> Heck yeah. 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 I mean. Many I mean, I'm asking you kind of rhetorically because I, I sincerely believe it's a lifeline for me.
1: Yep. Same. Yeah. yeah. For sure.
0: I got in it to be with my friend. I lost him. I ended mm-hmm. up making a living at it, but on emotional level and the mental level, like the situation, right? By uh, doing the collaborations and doing the show here, I was doing up to five shows a week. There's something about music that gives you a focus, like a life preserver, but then also lets you be creative, let you let the freak flag fly.
1: I love that. You're you're right. I have a line in that nightmarish song about having a life raft. And I didn't think of it specifically as being like music um per se, but at the time at the time I was thinking like it could be any sort of connection you have with somebody. And most of my real, um like, strong, enduring connections that I have with people are based around music.
0: Yeah, whoa.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's a trip. I mean,
0: John Coltrane said uh, musicians are about some kind of truth. And, uh you know, like you could tell when you're playing a phony note, he said once in an interview. And, <laughs> and maybe... You know. Maybe, okay, we're saying notes, but maybe thoughts can be like, like there's phony thoughts and then there's true thoughts and maybe music can help us with that.
1: Heck yeah. Man, you're like hitting on so many levels today with me. <laughs> yeah, like I get that. I think I think so. Sometimes I'll write a song and it's like, I will think it's about one thing and then I'll realize later kind of what I was trying to say and like what what the truth is.
0: You know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. This song I want to play from you right now is called Like a Bottle. So here's your simile thing, right? Let's listen. Yeah. For Pedro, show last music for this edition. Start off that chunk with Kim Ware and the Good Graces, Like a Bottle. Then J.D. Pincus, and Tall Trees, doing High on the Mountain. He did a lot of years of bass for Butthole Surfers. I think he's living in North, North Carolina, but way in the West, I think. Or maybe it's South Carolina, it's, but it's, it's West. And uh, he's playing banjo, no more bass. But he's, he grew up in Atlanta and stuff. Great cat. Laszlo and the Hidden Strength after that with Colleen. Scrapers, Papers, Daughter, and finally, Kim Wearing the Good Graces with so many questions. Which, yeah, no question mark. It's just statement, people. And uh, what are your next plans, Kim?
1: Well, I have practice with Yaller tonight because <laughs> we have a show tomorrow. Wow. And, and, okay. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, next weekend, I'll be in Atlanta to start my next record with the Good Graces. Right. So, yeah, and I have some some shows coming up in the area for, like, some solo stuff, Good Graces. I I do it. It's Basically, the reason I call it now, I changed the name to Kim Ware and the Good Graces because sometimes it's me solo, sometimes it's a duo, sometimes it's a band. So I thought that'll give me more flexibility, you know. Uh, So I have some of that coming up, and then y'all has a few shows here and there coming up, too. So I'm staying pretty busy between the two of them.
0: If people want to find you on the Internet... Where can they go?
1: Well, the Good Graces is on the GoodGraces dot org. It's my website for all of that stuff. Okay. Um, Y'allers are pretty new band, so but you can find us on um, Facebook and on Instagram and on SoundCloud, and it's just to help you with the like spelling and pronunciation and everything it's it's y'all are like y'all are cute so it's yeah. y-a-l-l-r-e and yeah. it, to hear our music you can go to soundcloud.com slash dash band um so yeah i'm and i'm up from the good graces stuff i'm a, all over the place i'm on facebook and instagram and all, all the socials and all the streaming sites also but probably that uh
0: uh, org has links to that. Uh, with Yeller, you're back on drums, right? And, and is it their material, or do you help write the material also in that band?
1: You know, we've been writing some stuff together, which okay. is really fun. And, yes, I am on drums and backing vocals. And when we've only done, really, like a handful of shows. And we started out doing some, some mostly covers and then a few originals. And now we're kind of morphed into about... Half and half. We've written some more stuff, and we've had a lot of fun just writing stuff together. It's really cool. It's like kind of inspired by like um, riot girl movement, but if you can imagine like riot girl stuff with um, saxophone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, uh, uh,
0: Kill Rock Stars was a big label f- uh, for the, the riot girl thing. Yeah, and they they had Laura Logic, who was a sax player from X Ray Specs, do a solo album.
1: Cool. Yeah, I love that label. Okay. So, yeah, yeah cool. I just
0: put out a record on them with a cat from uh, Iowa City, Sam Lock Ward, and uh, they are Slim Moon. Good, good yeah. people.
1: Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, that th- are, are y'all are uh, King Mountain. If y'all are from Kings Mountain, yeah, um, the the next town over. Okay, uh, okay, so they're yeah, closed. I mean it's it's my husband and I are both in the band. We're obviously from Kings Mountain, but then the next town over, Shelby, North Carolina. It's a very much a family band. So like, there's two members from Shelby, and that's Galaxy, who is the singer, and her dad, Jason, and then Galaxy's boyfriend, Zach, um, lives in Charlotte, and he plays saxophone and keyboards. Okay, okay. Family's yeah.
0: okay, you know. In the old days, a lot of bands were family things. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them. It, like yeah. I think you were born like into the band. And Charlie Hayden told me, you know, he was yodeling Charlie before he ever touched a bass. He was yodeling Charlie, you know, and uh, and they'd have him on the radio at three years old yodeling, out of nice. Springfield, Missouri, and stuff. And yeah, yeah, th- th- those were the days of vaudeville, which I still think were connected when you think about Torn. Now you don't do much Torn.
1: You know, I've done a little bit here and there over the years with the Good Graces. Um, I guess the the most we did was back in – gosh, it's been – A while now 2015 we were so fortunate we got to open um handful of shows for indigo girls oh yeah yeah and so we we did like five shows with them and then i think probably like five or six of like our own show went up the midwest and back down and stuff you know that was just like a two-week stint but that was by far the biggest you know in front of the most people that i've ever done but then i've I've done some like short stints uh, like up and down the east coast um down to Texas, um, played in Canada once for North by Northeast. So some different things here and there. I've always tried to, I've had to balance it with a day job and a stuff. Of course, of you know? course.
0: Yeah, I understand. But uh, I think the more people get to experience the better. And it's also for you. And so, here's an invite. When you get this new recording done with the uh, graces and then the stuff mm-hmm. with Yaller, please come back on the show and let's play it and talk about
1: it. I would love that. Okay. I really, really appreciate it. This has been awesome. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Kim. True. Keep on keeping on, please. People, yeah. it's
0: been August 2, 2023. Dishwap Peter shall keep you powdered.